Hey guys, this is Ryan from The White Talkers. I just want to say thank you so much for checking out the podcast. This is the first episode of what will hopefully be many podcasts to come in this show. Uh, however you found us, I just want to thank you for listening to the podcast. Obviously, this is the first one, so there's going to be some mistakes. It's not going to be perfect, but give us a couple listens. Uh, give us a chance, and hopefully you like what you hear, and if you do, you'll keep listening. And yeah, without any further ado... On to episode one of The White Talkers, in which we'll be covering The Night Of. Hello, and welcome to episode one of The White Talkers podcast, a podcast on TV and all things related to TV. I want to thank you guys so much for checking us out. I am your host, Ryan, and joining me on the other line today is Quentin. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Uh, so I just wanted to go over a little bit about before we start talking about. So this podcast is just going to be about mostly about TV and about our just our thoughts and stuff on TV, the TV shows we watch. Um, there are a lot of good podcasts about TV already, but I just wanted to do, a, do try out one our, for ourselves and see see if you guys like it. Do you have any, do you have anything you wanted to add to that? Um, not too much. I mean, these are some hot takes coming at you. So, <laughs> lots of hot be takes. Prepared. Be prepared. <laughs> so we just uh, we just finished watching the season finale of the night of. So we're gonna do a little little uh, recap of that as a as a pilot episode, and then. Just as a little preview of what we got upcoming, we're going to be doing some rewatches of Game of Thrones in the next couple of weeks, and uh, lots. I think those should be some pretty entertaining podcasts. Some pretty, pretty interesting stuff. What you get on the on doing a rewatch, but so the just to start with the night of um, the season as a whole, I guess where 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 would you say this show ranks for you overall? Um, well, it's tough to rank it as a show because it's hard to judge up against a, you know, a series that's kind of ongoing, something like you know, Game of Thrones or even going back like The Wire or something like that. Um, but when you compare it to something you know, like True Detective where you have everything contained in one season um, or you know, just another miniseries that we've seen on TV, I would say it's one of the best I've recall seeing yeah i guess and i guess that's the other thing too is they kind of they kind of almost left this one open a little bit so they could technically bring it back for another season i guess they could but i don't think it would be that interesting yeah i don't think I, I, i feel like they wanted an ending that wasn't you know tied up in a bow i don't think that's the kind of show this was yeah, that, I mean, it would it would have to be much more about like the you have to, I think it would ha- if they would do another season they would have to do either just a different case, or it would have to be basically more about Detective Box trying to find the uh, or trying to catch the financial analyst. Um, yeah, but like then it's not it's just a regular you know crime drama type of thing. If if it was you know detective box going after the real killer you know 
So I could see him doing a different story or something like that. But, I mean, I think overall this show was about a look at the criminal justice system and what it does to the people that are involved in it, rather than just, you know, oh, another crime drama. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's true. I think, and I, I think they would definitely do, it would have to be something more like that than just like a straight up, like, whodunit type thing. And I, I guess that was the thing about, this season did go where I thought it was going to go. I, I would say, like, I did not, yeah, I mean, I was a little disappointed that it was the financial advisor. Uh, I mean, I you, I, I don't know. Had you seen like all the Reddit theories that kind of pointed no. him out? So I, I kind of, I kind of knew, or I had seen like Reddit theories and everything that was like, oh, it's the financial advisor because why would the financial advisor be at the funeral? And that guy, why would he just so easily give up the information on the stepdad? Uh, so. As soon as I saw that videotape of her, um, like walking outside the restaurant and talking to the guy, uh-huh. I was like, "Oh, that's him for sure." And then I kind of knew. So that was like that was a little disappointing, but it's it's also like that's the thing with these type of shows anymore is that Reddit picks them all the. I mean, Reddit's gonna figure out if it's a, like a whodunit. Reddit's gonna figure it out before anybody else does, or before the show tells you. I mean, to me, I didn't really care who did it. Like, that was the thing. This show, to me, wasn't really about who killed her so much as it was about what happens to someone when they go to jail. Like, what happens to them during a a criminal process and what happens to the other people involved. You know, how how do lawyers respond to these kinds of things? How does the DA respond, you know, to these kinds of cases? Um... And so I thought it was a good look in that. So I wasn't really interested in who killed her necessarily, other than I knew it was going to be someone other than Nas. Did you? Did you there was, was that, so that was like you never had any doubt that it was him? No, I never thought it was him. I mean, it would have kind of undermined the show in a way, because to me the show's the biggest thing in the show was the loss of Nas's innocence. So he goes from being this like, kind of naive kid to being really street hardened and tough by the end and if it was oh he's already a killer well then you've kind of undermined the purpose of the show yeah i mean that's i never i never thought he was just because it wouldn't it wouldn't have made any sense like how he would have killed her and not gotten any blood on anything which also is like something that still doesn't make sense that there was like that much blood but there was like no trail or whatever but it, so I never right. like it never made sense logistically, but I, it also seemed like they kept doing those flashbacks, and I kept just waiting for it to be like, oh, he like has a memory that he like oh, he yeah. sees something in the flashback or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That he, I mean, it doesn't really make sense if the financial analyst is killing her to basically shut her up so that she doesn't, you know, raise a stink about him taking the money. Why does he need to stab her? What, 20 times or whatever why wouldn't he just slit her throat or something it's a little odd but yeah I guess so so I guess that wasn't clear to me so did he kill her to shut her up or did he kill her because he was jealous that she slept with Nas well it would certainly seem like he killed her to shut her up because she he didn't know she slept with Nas until he got into the apartment 
Yeah, I guess the the way I was thinking about it was like he and came over to visit, and, and he then might not even like, you know, they did the little trail thing where you could go up the stairs without even seeing who's in the kitchen. So he may not never even have seen Nas in the apartment. I guess that yeah, that's true. Yeah, I didn't think about that. So, the, the, so overall, so I I would say like for me, the season started off. It started off like really good like i love the first few episodes especially like the first two were really really good and then it got a little like it was just a little too much with the uh the hearse driver who is like the creepiest dude on planet earth just happens to be yeah, like yeah. she just happened to have like all these run-ins with i didn't that's the one thing i just was like thinking as i watched the finale i was just like is she must be the unluckiest person on planet Earth. She like goes out one night and runs into the creepiest hearse driver ever. Bumps into like a drug dealer who has sexually assaulted a bunch of people, and also yeah. has the run with the financial advisor. But I mean, it's TV, so what? It's like whatever. Well, but. I think they needed some meat on the bone for the defense. Like, what was the defense gonna do if they didn't have these people to bring in? You know. They That's true. Kinda, they had nothing to do. So, I mean, I feel like the, the, the show did that a lot with, like, you know, the, I think the most problematic um, example would be the lawyer kissing Nas in the jail cell. You know, <laughs> as, if, as if they have this long history together that she would throw her career away. If she knows there's a camera there. It, it just didn't make any sense, but they had to do it because they needed you know john tortura to get that speech that's that's i thought that was funny it's like the the director's like get to the script for c or for episode eight and they're like well or the, they were just writing the scripts and they're like well we need john to give this speech but we don't have any way to really get rid of the female lawyer i know let's have him kiss the kiss the defendant bam problem solved I mean, that, that was the that was my biggest beef with the last couple episodes is that they yeah. like some of the characters they just kind of played kind of just played fast and loose a little bit just yeah and, and and they didn't really need to do that like they could have had they could have kept stone as the lead attorney the entire time you know after the uh what was her name after the the kind of high profile lawyer drops his case they could have had stone as the lead attorney and the um kapoor girl as um, kind of the backup, and then he gives the speech anyway, and they don't need to deal with that whole, you know, fake romance. And that, and that's the thing too that like when the trial started on the show, I was surprised that it wasn't him being the lead attorney. Yeah. Uh, and I guess so. Th I don't. Do you watch the British show that this is based off of? <laughs> I watched. A couple episodes, and then I thought it was horrible, so I stopped watching. <laughs> the, so, the actor who plays the kid is just atrocious. Oh, it, was, it was really awful. <laughs> but is so the thing I was wondering, I thought, is maybe in the British show, the female is more of a the female attorney is more of a main character. E, I don't know. I mean, I got to the point where. Um, what are you? What are you was, clicking in the background? Sorry, I'm not thinking. I can pick this up. All right. Um, 
I got to the point where the where the lady like drops his case pretty much, and then that uh, the um, Indian girl is kind of taking it on, which is interesting because she's an Indian girl in the British show, and it's he's just a white kid, so it's not like that portion was necessarily the same. The same. Um. But yeah, I mean, he pretty much just spends the entire show crying in a corner. <laughs> the white kid. <laughs> yeah. So is the is the like the like the is the male attorney as big of a does he have as big of a role like the John Stone character? Uh, certainly didn't seem like it. He had like about one or two scenes. They actually focus much more on Box. Um, they had a lot of scenes with Box. That's what, that's kind of what I figured because I knew like this show was like the the whole thing about the show was that it was like James Gandolfini was originally supposed uh-huh. to be doing the the lawyer character so I figured they probably amplified his role from like whatever the source material was. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I mean, they, so that was probably my biggest beef with the show was like they a, a they got like they just slid the female attorney out of the way they just kind of pushed her out of the way really ham-fistedly and the other thing was okay I, I get that your show is about like the Nas becoming less of an innocent person in prison but also like is he the stupidest person of all time like that I'm gonna get a neck tat right before I go <laughs> in front of the jury See, I feel like this show. I feel like the show would actually have been better and maybe more believable in like ten episodes, because things went a little fast for Nas. You know, he went. Yeah. He went yeah. pretty quickly from uh, innocent kid. As soon as he he took the clippers to the hair, you know, all bets were off. <laughs> they did a good job with the actor though, because they cast a guy. Like at the start, he looks like this bookish like middle eastern kid but then by the end he actually does kind of look like a meathead yeah like he does. he's like i don't know if you put on weight or what the deal is but he does look a lot he, more like a he definitely looked like he did i mean the the haircut definitely helped him but he also had kind of like a walk of like the you know <laughs> the kind of bro walk yeah he he definitely had like the they definitely did a good job of like making you I don't know, like, they definitely... I didn't really like him that much by the end. Like, oh, really? I didn't really care that much whether he got off. Because he was... Uh, I don't know, I thought he was... I mean, it's fairly sympathetic. And if you look at... I don't know, I mean, it's hard to imagine what what a situation like that would be like where, you know, he goes to jail and not only is he this innocent kid, but everyone hates him in there. And he's scared for his life. So at that point, you know, what do you do? Because he's thinking he's going to get convicted, you know? He's thinking he doesn't have a chance. So in some way, it's, you know, I think it is sympathetic. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely, like, the aspect of, like... They definitely did a a good job of, like, the prison changing him or whatever. Like, they did a good job with that aspect. I thought they just maybe were a little too, like, shoving it down your throat a little bit yeah but i mean it's, it happened it's... a little too quickly it, it, that's why i said you know 10 episodes i feel like they could have earned it a little more because they could have shown more things happening to him in prison that gradually change him yeah. yeah yeah because you know 
you don't think about it in eight episodes, but you know, in a in a situation like that, you do spend a considerable amount of time in jail. You know, that's not just a, you know weeks; that's months and months and months, and even a year maybe that you're in jail for a trial like that. Yeah, yeah, and there's also like the the one tough thing with like shows like that is you never know how prison like you don't know how prison actually is like so like episode is like episode three where they like just like light his bed on fire and there's like no there's people standing there watching him as his bed is burning and there's no guards and so it's like well, have you read anything about rikers like no see that's what i should have done from everything i've read that's rikers is like that like there there have been like all kinds of corruption investigations they've you know they've tried all kinds of reforms but there's all kinds of situations where guards will basically just let things go like they'll have alliances with different gangs and just let prisoners do whatever they want huh see i always tend to think that's more dramatized but maybe i'm wrong like i always I mean, tend to I, think that it's more like made up like that prison actually isn't that yeah. like if you look at a show like um <clears throat> rectify like i tend to think prison's more like that portrayal well, but it, rectifies it, a little different because solitary confinement yeah that's also row, true. you know that's that's a little different and i do think that prison and jail there's a difference i think jail is much more likely to be rough you know what i mean that's true. because yeah. there is so much in and out and there is you know there's just it's easier for gangs to be active in a jail than it is for them in like a maximum security prison. Not that prisons are nice, but I, I do feel like a, I don't know, not having experienced either. I can't really say, but. And I mean, part of the other thing is too, like they have, this show had so many good actors that they can pull it off. Like if you have, uh, Michael Kenneth or Omar Michael Kenneth Williams as the as the dude running the prison like yeah it's like that guy's such a good actor that there's no way that that's not gonna work so yeah. H- it, HBO did a really good job casting everything I think my favorite one was Remus uh, guy <laughs> from Boardwalk Empire as uh, the judge <laughs> Remus is not impressed I was just waiting for him to turn to the jury. <laughs> Remus wants a verdict. <laughs> they did a good job. I was ex- I, I could have used the uh, the stepdad being a little more whiny. Like, uh, what is the guy's name on the wire? The guy the the stepdad plays on the wire. On the wire. Or not the wire. Sorry, Boardwalk on Empire. Boardwalk Empire. Mickey Doyle. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey Doyle. <laughs> I want my brownstone. <laughs> that this this show made me want to go back and rewatch that show for sure. Because there's oh, like yeah. they reused yeah. a bunch of the characters, and that show was that that show is so underrated too. Like oh, nobody yeah. talks about that show, but well, it's so, one of those where like every season kind of had its own feel. It was just, I mean, and the characters, I don't know that the story was ever, like, that awesome, but the characters were just top-notch. Yeah, oh, that's what I was, like, thinking after the show was over. I was like, if this if this show was on, like, AMC or Showtime, and so they weren't able to cast, like, John Turturro as the jury, as the attorney, 
they weren't able to get like Michael Kenneth Williams for the guy in jail. Is this show like, is this better than like the killing? Oh, it's better than the killing. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's better because of like the, because of the characters for sure. But it also has that HBO sheen. It, you know, it's like, it's on HBO. It's got that glossy sheen. The story was, the story was better than the killing. The killing didn't go anywhere. At least they had like something they wanted to say in this, you know. Yeah, I mean, the the writing was better, but the killing. I mean, if you people forget, the killing was good through how a couple like halfway through the season, three quarters of the way through the season, yeah. the killing was good until until we realized that like the writers didn't have any idea what was going on. Well, yeah, until they realized that they were ending the show in the first season, which was the the big mistake. Yeah. What do you think about uh, the, the criticism that that they spent, you know, that they made the victim just kind of a footnote, like that they they just ignored what happened to this girl, and all they cared about was oh the killers, who, who are the killers, and that too many shows do that. I don't know. I mean, I think I think that was kind of the point, though. Like they would like if so if, they, if if this is a person that like they like fleshed out the character more, it it hinders it a little bit from Nas's point of view, because like the whole point is that like this is just a girl who entered his life. You're seeing the show through Nas's point of view at least at the start. So the whole point is that it's just a person that came into his life that he didn't know and like ruined his life basically. Yeah. So if the, once that goes away, it's you don't see it as much like. That ending scene where he's like sitting there smoking crack, thinking about her, would mean I think would make less sense if she was like not someone if she was someone you knew really well. It would be tougher to see that from like his perspective. Yeah, I mean I w- I would agree. I mean they they only have so much time and so much focus that they can give certain yeah. characters, and I just thought it was interesting. You know, like someone one of the writers on the ringer was saying that they stopped watching the show because oh it's just yet another dead girl show but like (laughs) the self-righteousness is really out of hand on that one i mean i was honestly i i I didn't see that as much i was surprised there wasn't more of a stink about the attorney i thought for sure as i was watching the finale there's gonna be like a big backlash about the way they just like just basically i mean they just like really screwed her character over yeah, but I mean, there's the, also the drug smuggling was. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even at all, at all necessary. You know, it's not like it even serviced the plot. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't understand that at all. Like, I, I guess it was just to show that he was still a drug mule. I don't know. I thought that they could have easily, they could have easily done not done the kiss, and had John take over after the after him going on the stand doesn't go well that like that like rat messes with her and so she can't doesn't feel like she can give the closing arguments and then they turn it over to john or she gives lets john give the closing arguments because like she feels like she failed or whatever yeah Yeah. but they could have easily done that i don't know yeah i don't know what the drug part really did and it was so stupid there's a there's an amazing video of someone who who took the scene i think it's on reddit and they they took the scene and they amplified the audio like they like what by like 10 and whenever she's like feel enough her skirt for the drugs 
you just hear like this like rustling I, I don't know if it's fake or if it's like actually what the bike was picking up but it's it's so <laughs> funny I should, uh, I mean, it, it, the idea that, like, it seems like in all these situations, the guards are just, like, totally oblivious. You know, like, how many times did someone reach up their skirt for some drugs <laughs> without anyone noticing at all? Yeah, I mean, the worst was the the mom who visited the kid. And she's, like, sitting there for, like, half, an, half a minute with her hand up her skirt. It's like, geez. But they're not, who knows? Maybe, like, the guards are on the payroll for freddy i don't know yeah i mean it's pretty far-reaching conspiracy if all the guards including the ones at the jail you know yeah yeah so how do you think or go ahead good i was just gonna say i mean i think ultimately those are just kind of nitpicks i mean overall the show i thought the show was pretty awesome yeah i mean I think overall, as as an entirety, I, I definitely really was a fan, and I really enjoyed it. The finale just, there was just a little too much in the finale that made me just kind of like, took me out of the show a little bit. Like, for example, I think, well actually the biggest example is, that just made me not like Nas at all, was the, his testimony. Like when he gets cross-examined, He's, they, she asks, like, she's like, did, so, she, he repeatedly just lies when he knows that they know the truth. And so that, that part just didn't make sense to me, other than the show what needed. Mean, what do you mean lies? Well, she asks, like, okay, so what did you do then? And he's like, oh, I walked out. And he's like, that's exactly what you did? Did You didn't take anything else? He's like, no, I didn't take anything else. She's like, well, what about the knife we found in your pocket? First, first it's, what about the drugs we found? Oh, oh, okay, I took that too. Did you take anything else? Oh, uh, no, I didn't take anything else. Uh, what well, about I the just, knife we I found? Just, I just took that as, like, first of all, he's high while he's talking to her. And second of all, he's under huge pressure. So I'm, I just kind of took it as he didn't remember taking all that stuff until she mentioned it, you, you know. Yeah, but I mean, like, attorneys prep their clients. Like, it's not like they just, well, like, send you up there. Just like, hey, get up there, we, testify, Are we testify. sure of Ms. Kapoor's <laughs> competency here? She prepped her client by giving him a bag of drugs. <laughs> here you go. <laughs> Take this right before you testify. <laughs> that was the one part that just, like, really annoyed me. It's like, is this guy this stupid that he does that he... I guess if you if you think of it as he's high... Then maybe that makes sense. I didn't think about it that way, but yeah, that that part did annoy me. Like, this guy's not that stupid, or maybe he is that stupid. Well, yeah. How did you feel about like the all the red herrings throughout the show? So it started first with like Dwayne Reed, and then the Hearst driver. I mean, I thought they just needed some, you know. They needed something for the defense to do as far as, like, if the defense doesn't have those suspects to look at, basically Kapoor doesn't get to have any screen time, you know? What, what are we going to show her prepping a brief or something? It, it gives you something to think about. You know, if you don't have any alternatives at all, 
you're not really thinking about, okay, who did this? If the show is not seeming to be interested in who else might have done it. So while it does seem awful convenient that there's so shady characters you know, all around her, I think they did need to have something for the defense to do. And they did need to have something for the show watchers to kind of speculate on. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that they had to have something for him to do. Because, yeah, I mean, you have to, like, in any murder show, there's going to be, like, there's going to be some sort of red herring. But I also think that, I don't know, some, that's not, I feel like it's that's just in every, every murder mystery show has, like, the, oh, it's this guy, oh, it's this guy, oh, it's this guy, before we get to the yeah. real guy. But I guess that's just how the, how the genre is. I did kind of wish there were some more breadcrumbs leading to the financial um, financial assistant or whatever, you know. There wasn't really anything that indicated it might be him other than kind of random, oh, he, you know, he was in this scene, that seems weird, kind of things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, thing, the other thing too is, so while I didn't like like some of the way they did that, the, or I, I didn't like some of the, like the just like the straight up plot machinations. Some of the scenes, like the scene where like Box confronts the financial advisor, was awesome. And the like oh, where yeah, he's tracking him great. down. So that's like just another one of the things. Like they did a really good job with like the maybe not so much like the plot planning or the machinations, but like the scenes actually where they had had that stuff happen was really cool. Yeah, I thought Box was one of the better characters in the show, really. I mean, it's kind of unfortunate that you didn't get to see more of him until kind of later in the season. But, you know, if, it, if you're going to show a trial, the detective's probably not going to be involved too much. Yeah, I also liked how they had him, they had him present the stuff to the attorney, but then he didn't, like, get all, like, self-righteous. Like, mm-hmm. when she's like, no, I'm not doing it. She's like, I've got more, I've, I've got, I'm the... I've got evidence on the kid, and I like I've, I felt like that was like much more like real life take than like having Box get up and be like, "No, I I am self righteously declaring that you will not." And I feel like that's yeah. like how like what actually and you wouldn't see that like if you if this was like a CBS show, it would definitely be like well, Fox takes up his CBS. If this was a CBS show, the DA would have been like, "Oh yes, we must, we must prosecute the real killer," which is one thing I like about this. It was like this was a realistic look at like what motivates the DA. Like, the DA doesn't really care per se about who's guilty. They care about who they can convict. Yeah, which is kind yeah. of a problem with the justice system is that if if a DA feels they can't get a conviction, they're not going to charge, and if they do, they are they don't really care about who did it they're talking about clearance rates you know yeah and i think that's where like the show definitely was like at its best is when it like looking at like that type of stuff where like it kind of makes you think about like the way we prosecute the way our criminal justice system works how did you how do you feel about the part where the the scene with the judge where after they find the kiss and the judge is just like doesn't care well, see, I thought that was really good because that judge is is motivated by not having mistrials and 
you know, you could see how upset he was by the hung jury. Like, this judge wants to bang out cases. He doesn't want mistrials. He doesn't want stuff on his record that, that went wrong. Like, he wants cases to go through in his courtroom. So I thought that was actually really interesting and really a good look at, like, what motivates a judge in a certain circumstance like that. Yeah, I guess that was another one of the cases where I was like, I guess I, I obviously I don't know like the legal system that well, so I don't know like if that would happen, but it just seems like that would never, or like that shouldn't be allowed to happen. Like, you just kick an attorney off of a case mid-trial, and hand it to like this the next guy down the line. Well, like if that, he's on the team, you know. Yeah, I like I don't know if that's like could happen, but that just seems like yeah another one of those things that like makes you mad. Like that. I mean, because what would, you know, in real life, what would happen is, you know, let's say the judge does does keep it going, then, you know, Nas would have a decent case for an appeal for ineffective counsel. But uh, obviously the judge is kind of counting on that not happening. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I mean, I thought the look at the how the judges work, how the DA works, how the lawyers work, you know, how motivated the lawyers were to get to get a deal done, a plea deal done. They didn't really care. You know, in that first episode, Stone's basically like, I don't care what happened at all. Like, he's just thinking, let's get this done, you know. Yeah. So, and it, you know, I think I think it's a look a good look at what's wrong with our justice system. And I think it was good that they did, like, they definitely didn't turn, like, make you feel like Jon Snow is, or Jon's, not Jon's, <laughs> Jon Snow, yes, I'm defending Nas Khan, no, but. You resurrected I, from his ad- eczema. <laughs> <laughs> Shiv Kapoor, or, what's, what, the Kapoor, the other lawyer takes off the necklace, turns out she's a 1,500-year-old woman. <laughs> I feel like this could be an effective crossover series. Uh, who would Nas Khan be? Nas Khan's kind of a Jon Snow type, actually. He is a very Jon Snow type. But yeah, I feel I feel like Tyrion would definitely be this Jon Stone. He'd be more Jon. Yeah, he'd be more Jon Stone. Uh, but no. But what was I saying? Uh, you were oh, I. About... I... Oh, they didn't make Jon Stone out to be, like, some sort of, like, hero. Or not, nothing like, really heroic. They, I mean, he had his moment at the end. But you also don't, like, feel like he's, like, just this great guy who's just, like, yeah. a defender of criminal justice. Yeah. Like, when you see at the end, like, he's got, he's still, like, got his sign up on the subway. And that's, like, what yeah. he does. And he gives that speech to Nas, which was, like, one of the better parts of the series. Where he talks about people staring at him. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was really good. I mean, overall, I thought all the characters, with the exception of the lawyers, some of the lawyers' actions, I thought all the characters were really realistic and believable as far as kind of what motivated them and everything. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say I agree. I, I guess the more I'm talking about it now, the more, I, more I'm coming around on it a little bit. I just there was there was a couple of just plot points that felt so forced in the finale that it really like 
soured my opinion, but now that I'm actually talking about it, thinking about it, I'm kind of coming around on it a little bit more. Because I was surprised when I figured there'd be a much more negative reaction to the finale than there was. Like I read, like, I read some of the pieces on the Ringer, and I listened to the Watch podcast, uh, mm-hmm. the Ringer's Watch podcast, and they, re- I mean, they they had a pretty. I was surprised how much they liked it. Mm-hmm. I figured there'd be more negative reaction, but maybe that was just me. No, I I kind of expected people would like it. I mean, I knew just from what people were saying before that you know people were going to criticize it. It felt like one of those shows that everyone kind of sees it as like something different. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, Jason Concepcion wrote an wrote an article about you know how it's a study of Rikers. You know different people wrote different things about you know race and you know how all these things play in and maybe they do factor in but i do think it was more than anything a look at the criminal justice system as a whole yeah well yeah i mean everybody's kind of post now that it's over they've made it out to be what what they want it to be about almost like like Chris Ryan on the Watch podcast was like, "Oh, this is about crime shows and about America's obsession with crime shows, yeah, and about how like, and so I th- I feel like yeah, like there's a lot of it's so almost ambiguous and it's like the way it ended and everything that it can be interpreted a lot of different ways, yeah. But I think I think as far as like, I don't know how I don't know how popular it was as far as like viewership but it feels like it was it got pretty popular there's a lot of people that seem to be talking about it yeah i mean as popular as uh you know a limited series on hbo can be it you know it's hard for something like that to get the popularity of like you know a game of thrones obviously it can't get close to that level um but yeah Yeah, I mean, I think I feel like HBO definitely needed it too because if you look at like their slate, so they have Game of Thrones, they've got Veep, and they've got a couple comedies. But other than Westworld, uh, Ryan, I know, I know, I was, I was Come getting, I was getting to Westworld. Come you got on now. Sir Anthony Hopkins, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, they, obviously they have Westworld coming up. But other than that, what dramas do they have? that are really like sort of like prestige or like sort of capture a lot of attention true detective season three which is i don't think that doesn't doesn't sound like that's gonna happen still in the ice cube tray that's that's in carcosa still come on matthew mcconaughey said he'd reprise his role honestly if they if i don't know though that might just end up damaging season one I would I would definitely be in there's, for there's no more go back. <laughs> for more Russ Cole, but I I don't think there's going to be a season three. But they have so they have Westworld, and that's about it. Yeah, that's about it. I think they have another cop show coming out uh, that they're in like developing called it's called like The Deuce or something, but I don't think that's coming out for a while. But I'm definitely excited about Westworld. I've been avoiding all trailers just so I don't get spoiled because I know I'm going to watch it. So oh, I, yeah. I don't really have much of an idea what it's about other than it's like I did sci-fi hear western. I did hear that they're uh, 
they're looking at making um, a Napoleon series with uh, who was who was the guy from uh, uh, True Detective season one Fukunaga Fukunawa. Oh yeah, I, I have heard about that. Kerry Fukunaga. Yeah, yeah, I heard that him and HBO are doing uh, Napoleon based on I guess. Uh, who was it one of the uh kubrick kubrick was gonna do a big napoleon movie that never got done so he's kind of taking it over and turning it into a series yeah Probably i think i series, i think i have heard a few about years that. away at least yeah that would be really good i i feel like that's 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 probably gotta be good though do you think oh, about yeah. who's involved like yeah. something that kubrick was working on and then it goes to I feel like Fukunaga's pretty good. After season two of True Detective, I'm beginning to wonder if he wasn't a large part of what made season one really good. But Yeah. yeah. And I think Pizzolato might be working on something else, too. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's for HBO, but I thought I heard he was working on something. Yeah. So I guess we'll call that the... We'll call this the end of the first podcast, unless you have anything else you want to talk about from the night of. Nope, that's it. Uh, we can, next week, I guess, are we? You, we're planning on doing season one of Game of Thrones rewatch. Is um, that? Are you, yeah, hopefully. Um, yeah, if we can there, record next week, we'll do that. And there's also some. Uh, there's also some news. I don't know if you saw. There's they sent out a casting call for Game of Thrones. Um, casting call. And they've actually cast this one one British actor, which I'm pretty excited about. But I was trying to decipher who the characters are, and I haven't. It doesn't seem like people have pinned down who they're who they're casting, since uh, obviously they're in new territory. But so we'll, whenever we record next, we can go. We'll we can go over some of that stuff in season uh-huh. one of Game of Thrones. Yeah. All right. All right. Just, 